When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Underrated Podcast. We are the Undercast Company. My name is Alan, and as per usual, my lovely awesome host, Ariel Ortiz. Hello. And Derek McDuff. Hey, how's it going? And today we're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorites, it's a horror movie, uh, which I felt was very underrated at the time. I mean, it did really well at the time. It's Drag Me to Hell, directed by Sam Raimi, uh, written by Sam Raimi and his brother Ivan Raimi, and starring Allison Lohman, Justin Long, and um, Lorna Raver. Uh, pretty much what this movie is about, it's about this loan officer who is going to be up for a prom- promotion, and what she wants is... She wants to show that her superiors, that she can do it, that she can be better at her job, and that she has the the chops to be an assistant manager. And the gypsy woman comes in uh, asking for a loan, the third loan for her house. And unfortunately, she tries to make the big decision and says, I'm sorry, I can't help you out. And in doing so, the gypsy woman gets pretty upset about it, and she unleashes a curse on Allison Lemon's character, which kind of starts the whole plot of what's going on is her trying to find her in a way not to get dragged down a hill. And so, yeah, pretty much that's the whole story. It's pretty, pretty fast, a pretty fast paced kind of film. So it's just like about an hour and a half. So it's, that's one of the beauties of it that I like. It's a very straightforward horror film. And um, it did really well at the box office when it came out. I think its budget was $30 million. Uh, it got a lot of rave reviews. It got a 92% Rotten Tomatoes. And I know what you guys were thinking. You're thinking, well, this movie sounds great. Everything's going well for it. it. Was kind of a lower budget at the time. I think it only made ninety million, but it's still a success. Uh, but what I felt is that even though it's such a big film, one of my biggest things that I find odd is that it did so well at the time, and then it just kind of viewed off into um, obscurity. Like nobody really knows about it. Nobody really talks about it. Uh, especially in the horror community, especially nowadays with all these A24 horror films with Hereditary and Midsummer and uh, Hush and all these movies that kind of get brought up all the time, Mandy, where I'm kind of like, where's Drag Me to Hell? You know, it's, yeah. it's, I thought it was great, just like Cabin in the Woods. Uh, but yeah, but anyways, I want to hear what you guys thought. Uh, whoever wants to go first, go right ahead. Yeah, I find it. That's a very interesting point. That like, because when when I started watching, I I you know checked the the IMDb ratings and the and the Rotten Tomatoes, and I saw like, uh, did Alan make a mistake? Because you know, like, or maybe it's like you know, like a under the radar kind of thing. But I'm like, no, I've heard of it before. But I do actually like really um, agree with that. That yeah, like I, I I could see like it hasn't while it's deserving of being added to that echelon of like talked about you know movies like you know the the cornerstones movies essentially of like uh or you know the the you know you when you name off horror movies like you know you name off like classics and stuff like shiny and all that yeah 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 the classics so so yeah in that regard then yeah i could definitely see this as being in that um under the radar um or not well entered into un- entered in the, under the radar almost, but yeah like, like underappreciated kind of cult, i guess like a cult film almost yeah 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 no um but but getting to the film itself it definitely is a san raimi horror movie um like after it i was like what is this reminding me of what is this reminding me of oh like um evil dead 2 i'm like oh sam raimi okay yeah mm-hmm. like like definitely that is not really like it is gory but you it's like a weird like it just happens kind of gory you know like um 
especially in this movie with like the multiple times like she's either like punch or like gets a hand thrown into her mouth or has like something Super like gross. fall into her mouth or <laughs> like or has swallow something so much stuff with mouth like with her mouth like i don't know san Raimi. there's some but um <laughs> that that I actually heard about before i saw this movie that i might get into a little bit with all the mouth stuff but i'll let you go on yeah but it's definitely that kind of um vibe of of a horror movie not really scary there's a few jumps like in the classic sense of like things um of there's a few jump scares um you know there's a few kind of like um mystical kind of things that but for the most part it's a it's a more of like the adventure side of horror movies um which i enjoy it's more like a horror comedy honestly oh yeah definitely a horror comedy yeah like it but it's like like i don't want to say like it's not slaps it's like like horror these sam raimi has kind of like um created this kind of like not a slapstick um horror comic kind of comedy but like a in the same vein or like you know cut from the same cloth kind of thing where it very much is like um like, Evil like Dead oddity, too, like, like, army of darkness and stuff. Yeah, it's like an odd comedy, like an an odd horror for that reason. You know, it's just like because it just feels oh, especially with the anvil. It's like kind of feels that like in that yeah, same vein of anvil? slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of slapstick. Some wily coyote comedy. shit. I, like, I think that was, yeah, yeah. Might as well. It might as well have said Acme on it yeah yeah there was multiple times when i was like this is gonna be a dream this is just two looney tunes to be real and then it would just be like kept going and going i'm like oh no i guess this is actually happening in the movie like this is not gonna be some weird like i kept expecting her to like wake up and be like oh nope that last scene didn't actually happen we pulled a, a sneaky on you like they do so often in horror movies but they never did they just kept going and going and going and definitely for the main character like i i kind of felt for her i like um she's just like for the, you could see like then they it does a really good job of this of, of seeing like she's tried her best to be the good person like she is a good person at her heart and it's just essentially everybody telling in her hearing like um telling her like you can't be that you can't make it or you can't be successful if you're the person that you are so you know she and especially with the beginning with her introduction of her like going through like linguists kind of like um tapes and stuff to try to have her lose her southern accent and 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 stuff like that and it's like kind of like it's sad to see yeah like this woman having to transform herself into like the thing that she doesn't want to be and because of that that's what causes this curse to happen and by the sounds of especially with the the opening of of it kind of like being a flashback by the sounds of it gypsies are just assholes kind of thing like they are looking to curse people that's um, I was gonna say like i, I kind of want to be like this movie's kind of racist against gypsy like well i just say gypsy, romani because like pe- they, gypsy isn't really exactly yeah. a great term like a lot oh, of people yeah, don't like that yeah. term um but i'd be i'm not yeah. gonna like criticize anybody but like yeah, it's well, it's real. Romani, it's like pretty racist yeah. the way they portray like <laughs> that kind of people. Yeah, like Romanis are okay. They're, they're you know, but there are elements of like shadiness to them. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, I, but... I, don't, don't throw any group, ethnic no, group under the I bus know. here. It's 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 like a, a don't stereotype say group is shady. Like, come on. I I mean, I gotta I gotta I gotta push back against that a little bit. They're shady in the way like they, that they sneak That's into the, way they get the hotel They sn- I in my sister accidentally I told her not to but she's Okay, but that, you're a, saying uh, okay, but you can't like <laughs> blame an entire group of people because something happened. Oh, no. Like that's what I'm no, saying. I'm not, they get portrayed and no. that's what I It's a stereotype. It's like saying, you know, like us Mexicans like beans which, you know, kind of thing of like or or you know like a uh or we're drunks or whatever. I don't know. I mean that's um, the thing. That's like I don't, yeah. I, I think there is a lot of ner- negative stereotypes get that get portrayed in this movie, and you know I don't think that they're accurate. You know, 
No, I'm not saying that they're accurate. I'm just saying they're. I know, uh, I know what Ariel's trying to get at. It's kind of like, uh, kind of how like in the Evil Dead, um, which is apparently another underrated movie nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, right. <laughs> but in the Evil Dead, I think they in the beginning, you know, when like they find the the Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon, Ex Mortis, and they're just kind of like, oh, this it's a Sumerian book, and like these people went out of their way and like rip people apart and use their skin for paper and to bind the book like that kind of sense like when you uh -huh. watch old like universal monster movies yeah yeah but no, the difference no, is that sumerians aren't around anymore oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 I, I completely understand uh we're, I'm, we're not trying to throw anybody under the bus yeah. it's just kind of like that like like in the beginning of the film there's this scene that the cold open where there's like that mexican kid which is kind of another stereotypical thing, but even then mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it is something that's heard of where like, you know, the, this Mexican family goes to like a, a bruja essentially like a, like a, a witch to be like, Hey, I need you to like exercise my child. He fucked around with something you shouldn't have. And that's a big fucking thing. Like I I've had that in my experience in life where I had like a, uh, well, I'm going to tell a little scary story real fast for everybody where my parents were like, Hey, don't fuck around with like spiritual shit like that. Don't mess around with it. And I bought we don't mess with, oh, yep, we don't do exactly. that, Alan. Exactly. We don't, no, 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 wait, I, I didn't mess with it. This is the scariest part. So, like, I, I bought a Ouija board originally. What I was gonna do, it was like a fucking Hasbro, like, glow in the dark one. I was gonna use it as a decoration, I was gonna put it up on my wall because it glows in the dark and hide the uh, the little glass thing that, that you move it with. Like, I wanted to keep them separated, and I only opened it to look at it. That was it, and then I put it back. I told all my friends, hey, don't fuck around with it. Leave it alone. I hid that shit from everybody. And finally, my mom one time found it. And she got really upset about it. She's like, I fucking told you to hide that. Like, don't buy shit like that. Don't mess with shit like that. And that's like a big Mexican thing where they're like, you don't fuck around with the Ouija board. You don't fuck around with like summoning spirits. Nothing like that. Just like how the kid did. And just to kind of uh, end the story a little bit, I, I worked graveyard shift. And uh, I, I, got home from, I got home from work one morning. And for some reason, some weird reason, I knew my mom was still upset about the Ouija board. So I went directly to the trash can in the backyard. And I, of course, I found the Ouija board right next to the trash can. And I told my mom, hey, what the fuck? Like, don't throw it away. Like, I paid 20 bucks for it. Like, I want to use it as a decoration. It's not, I'm not playing with it. And she, and, and uh, uh, she goes, oh, my fucking God, dude, that is the third time I've had to put that fucking thing in the trash. And I go wait what do you mean third time and she goes well this morning i took it out of your room and i left it in the kitchen and i went back into your room to put uh your clothes away it was back in the fucking room on the bed and then she's like then i threw it outside onto a table and i left it there i came back inside the ouija board was back on your bed and then she's like this is the third time i've seen that ouija board on your bed and i was like i just got home from work and she's like, exactly, throw that fucking thing away. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, so you're saying that the Ouija board has moved? And she's like, yes, it has moved three times. And something possessed you. She's like, how did you know I was throwing it out? How did you know I was throwing it out? And I was like, I just had a feeling. I just went outside and, and I knew you were going to throw it out. And she's like, exactly. How the fuck do you think that happened? The Ouija board called you. And it was the scariest fucking thing ever especially because she was so scared and so shocked and then finally like i think my dad was leaving for work because i just got you know i was coming home from a night shift and he's going to his thing and he goes just fucking throw it away dude like just <laughs> throw it away don't fuck with it but the whole moral of the story is that's where like the stereotypes kind of come where like mexicans don't fuck around with ouija boards and after that i learned my lesson and i never fucked around with shit like that ever again <laughs> and i think that's what ariel's trying to get at in the sense of like you know, like you watch like old movies, like Universal Monster movies, they used to do shit like that too, where they're like, in Transylvania, there's vampires and like there's gypsies, and gypsies will put a curse on you because like that's what they do. But but I get not that. I get that's what she's getting at. But I like chocolate. I like chocolate. But that's the I only know. way that like gypsies get portrayed in movies is as these no, old watch negative stereotypes. You okay. got giant. There's, except there's okay. There might be some exceptions, no, but they're very they're very beautiful people. Okay, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that they're portrayed in this kind of like throwback way that is a throwback to kind of like old racist like things, you know, like 
growing up, I had a lot of really bad nightmares. And my mom. Did you have a demon? Me. I didn't have a demon. I don't know. But my mom actually took me to like a brujo. And really? like he did the whole egg thing and all that. Like yeah. put the egg around my head and then he cracked it. There's supposed to be black in it. There wasn't any black in it, but it was like this really scary fucking mirror that looked like it came out of hell itself. And like he was doing all this stuff around me and he was just like, there, you should be cured of nightmares and all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, but that's like shit that like, I think they were just trying to portray those types of things on film. Because when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like that's, that's something we do like Mexicans do. But I think, Obviously, the cursing, like you said, the cursing is kind of like in the negative light. But I think also maybe there are people might be like, I can see where that comes from kind of thing. Like, oh, you know, where that aspect is just like with voodoo. Like when they show voodoo in other movies are like, oh, somebody's like goes to New Orleans and they go to some voodoo guy, like a, a witch doctor. And they're like, I want you to curse this person and da, 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 da. kind of in that aspect, I guess. Mm-hmm. definitely like voodoo all like very hollywoodized and very much kind of drawing on like you know the lore of like old hollywood and all this stuff um mm-hmm. so you know, i mean I, yeah like i i get where it's coming from i just think that um it's just something that i i had to i, I just wanted to bring up because it is it's you know a little bit like okay i don't know if this age is super well in this aspect um but you know and there, there are, there are, like you said, there's the stuff with Mexican. There is like some stuff where they bring in like, um, like spirituality with like uh, Indian people and stuff like that. And they have um, the guy who's like clearly based on Ram Das in there. Um, so they did. I, I think that they brought in a lot of different aspects from a lot of different cultures. Um, and then maybe they could have handled some better. Maybe they handled some worse. Um, but definitely. Um, it was it was very much like this is kind of a throwback to like kind of the old Hollywood horror for the better or worse in that aspect. Exactly. No, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to like defeat your point or anything, or I'm yeah. just trying to say like I understand both of you guys' points of views where I mean, like you said, it, it's an old stereotypical kind of Hollywood thing and and like I, I, I just think, yeah. I just said that the old woman like was looking to curse but character wise that old woman is a bitch yeah yeah that's what i was that's what i was trying to say kind of thing i was just trying to say that the old woman was looking to curse and it sounds like from the the mexican kid that old that person was trying to curse too like they did not (laughs) care yeah she is a bitch i feel like that's what they're trying to get at as well i think they were trying to be like yo because when I when I was rewatching it, I was just like, "Who the fuck curses a kid?" Right? Like she just, I feel like she just had this ability, and she was like, "I'm gonna fucking take full advantage of this shit." She's like, "I'm not gonna get it." Like, like, like it's just how Justin Long's character says. He's like, "Dude, she didn't pay her fucking bills. She didn't pay her loan twice, and she wants another loan." Like that's what happens in life. You have to you have to realize like it's not fair. You can't just be like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna get everything for free," kind of thing. And like, but the thing is, she she's just such a bitch. Where she's like, okay, you know what, dude? I'm gonna curse this motherfucker. I'm gonna stalk her in her car, hang out in the back of her car just to steal a button. Like, she's fucking crazy. It's like in the end of the at the end of the day. Yeah, and I mean, especially like she's trying. She tries to like give her alternatives of like, you know, I'm yeah. sorry for this, but can you hang out with like? Can you? St- you know, stay with family. Can you stay with this? Like, I think like if she not start bait she probably would have like like eventually gone to the point of like i will pay where to somewhere for you to go kind of thing like this woman this that's the thing that's kind of was so sad is that this girl was so like innocent until like essentially you see life corrupting her you know like i mean you just kind of like sadly see this kind of thing happen and and um i wasn't expecting that i thought i i i know the how it ended um starting when i was watching it but i didn't know how exactly like it started i thought that the main character was bitchy to her and stuff like that and like so she kind of deserved it so like watching it now and it's kind of like she just like made a mistake on on 
and like she it wasn't even like a mistake it was just kind of like she felt like she had to do it maybe she could have like and i hate that the the her bot i just hate every like i don't oh, I hated everybody that. in this movie yeah except for her everybody and around her Legit, so yeah. even even justin long i well no he was okay but i feel like for me i feel like she he should have shut down shut his mom down like at the beginning when he was on oh, the phone yeah. with her like yeah. just hang up that fucking phone call you know you know um and yeah it's just so sad Except like, I her when she killed a fucking cat i was like how I dare know. you yeah. I was like, oh fuck that fuck that no yeah, i was like i'm thing- not on your side anymore yeah, but then even then, it's like life, like it's it's a continuing showing of like just life, like corrupting this yeah. girl, you know, this and stuff like that, and just like, ah, uh, it just. I don't think it's sucks. even life corrupting. It's just like it's someone fending for their life, and I think that's one of my big favorite things about this movie is that it's not like necessarily pessimistic. It's just kind of like. It it just it can happen to you essentially, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's always been a thing where it's like, like she wasn't going out of her way to be like a a horrible person. Like mm-hmm. she was just like, it's literally the epitome of like wrong place, wrong time, and yeah. just mm-hmm. wrong decision. But she didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what? How I thought it was going to end is I was convinced that it was going to end with because you know she has she kills the cat right. And then when they're doing all the stuff with like the spirit jumping into different bodies, I thought she was going to go real dark and she was going to have to kill Justin Long at the end. I thought uh, that the well, demon was going to jump in Justin just along and she was going to ki- like she was gonna be like, oh, just like she's like, well, I killed the cat. This poor defenseless thing. Justin Long is basically a human poor defenseless thing cat right now. I thought she was going to like stab him with a machete or something. And I was really surprised. That's the way it didn't go at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, so for the ending, um. I do love is the ending. Though, I will yeah. say that. Did they like ending. did they essentially like the spirit got tricked itself because she should have died it died like a couple of days before the end, right? Like No, she was supposed to die at midnight, but like or they said that her like time is up at midnight. Yeah, and, and then she did the ritual with, with what she thought was the button by giving mm-hmm. it to back to her. And is it just that, like, because she lost it, it was no longer hers? And then it wasn't hers until Justin Long gave it back to her? No, I honestly think it's just how, like, um, the the fortune teller said. He's like, there's no guarantee. And mm. I just oh. think, like, the demon, like, it, it's, I, what I really like is that. There are more r- guidelines than rules. Yeah, like, that too, but in the sense that they're, they're like, Dude, it's a fucking demon. Like, that's what yeah. I love about this movie is that this spirit or this demon just doesn't give a fuck. It's like, dude, you fucked up. You got cursed. I mean, she didn't mm-hmm. fuck up like in a bad way. Like, she didn't was trying to harm her. But she's like, dude, you got fucked. And that's how it's gonna be. Like, how like like when I was telling my girlfriend we were rewatching it, I was like, one of the things I don't like nowadays with certain movies that deal with like hell or Faustian kind of deals. That there's always this sense that like hell or the devil is gonna be very like lenient on shit, where like you know th- there's Sabrina, uh, you know the 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 chilling adventures of Sabrina, <laughs> where where you know it was a great you know show at at the start, but like later on the Satan stuff and like hell just becomes very like they can it's walk just into another hell. room, yeah, it's just another <laughs> room. It's not a big deal. Like they're just kind of like there's a fucking like high school party going on at one point in one of the in, in the fourth season. Or like Sabrina's just having a great time in hell and not giving a shit. And I'm like, how did you make hell like this? Because there's a wedding in hell. Yeah, there's a wedding. Like, there's like, a nice wedding in hell. When I think about hell, I think of like no mercy. Like it's just like in Dante's Inferno with like the fucking entrance where it says like um abandon all hope you who enter. Like, yeah, what the fuck do you expect? You're going to hell. There's nothing good there. Like, yeah. like, there's just nothing, like, about hell that's going to be, like, oh, I'm going to be able to, like, run away or have a break or something. Like, like, there's even a comic book where Godzilla goes to hell. And, like, <laughs> fucking, like, even Godzilla himself sees, like, a giant towering fucking sign that's bigger than him that says that as well. And I'm like, yeah, how the fuck? Like, why do you think anybody's easily escapable? Other than Dante somehow. Like, you know, 
well, he wasn't technically dead. Like he was kind of more of just like a was like a vision that he saw. He wasn't actually there. It's a whole thing. Yeah, like Virgil and Virgil the Poet and all that shit. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like, what? Why does anybody think like you're gonna get away with, get away from hell? Like hell's mm-hmm. just straight up like, dude, you're fucked, man. Like what? You think I'm gonna be lenient? I I honestly think that the demon was just watching like her do the whole thing in the graveyard and just kind of chilling, just knowing itself that it's like, you didn't get the button, but this is a pretty good show. I'm gonna wait till the morning. I'm just gonna grab you by the balls. Exactly. Like literally, she she like, hey, you know what? Uh, Allison Lemon's character. Hey, man, you got that assistant manager job. You got it, Justin Long. Hey, babe, I love you. I'm gonna propose to you. And we're going to go on this great little like st- like vacation over the weekend. And I'm going to buy myself a nice blue coat. And I'm just like, dude, yeah, that demon's hanging back. Like, wait, just wait. Let me edge myself a little bit. This is going to be fucking great. And then Justin Lung's like, oh, hey, babe, here's your button. And then it's like, fuck. And that demon's like, showtime. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm like, why do you, wh- what makes you think like you're, you're going to skip? Maybe like if it panned out well, like, you know, she did give it back and all that stuff. You know, there wasn't the mix-up with the envelopes. But I'm like, it's hell, dude. What What the fuck? Why do you expect it to be so, like, lenient? That's just my little thing, but sorry. Go ahead. No. No, yeah. I hijacked it. Yeah, it's just, like, why did... <sighs> There's so, so much, like... I don't know if it's because he, w- he wouldn't have believed her and stuff like that with the button. But, like, still, like... One thing, you keep an iron grip on that shit, you know? Like, <laughs> you should have, you should have, like, tried to, oh, well, she was going to try and give it to somebody, I guess, like, right away. But, I mean, like, you keep an iron grip on that. You don't let it leave your sight, it, especially when there's, like, papers on the floor. But then also, like, you tell Justin Long, like, what's going on, what you have to do. What, what maybe not the specifics of, like, essentially condemning because at that point she thought she was gonna have to condemn something but but like saying like i have to give this like or i have to hold this and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. she's just like it, it like like it's just adding more to the wrong place wrong time kind of deal yeah, yeah. uh for me i think i i did like the movie um you know, uh, I mean, I know I was kind of like saying stuff before, but I, I do like the movie and I don't I don't I don't think it's like horrible or anything. Um, I, I really for me, it was a little rough at the beginning. I think the first two thirds were a little hard for me um, because it just felt like cringe comedy at some points. Like when she's getting the bloody nose and stuff, I was like watching like yeah. Scott's Tots or something like I was just like, I can't. And like the, all the cringy family dinner, I was just like, this is this is like bad. Like, I can't. Not like it's badly written or anything, but I'm like, this is just hard to watch. But then the last third of the movie, like the last 30 or so minutes, when it goes full on, just like Sam Ramy, like camp horror fest. And there's like a demon goat and like people are flying off the walls and stuff. I was like, good. This is what I signed up for. I kind of wish the movie had just been kind of all that. Like Evil Dead 2 is just like all that madness. And it had been none of the weird family drama stuff like the, you know, the bank teller. Like I didn't need to see any of that, honestly. But I loved the ending. Like the like the ending totally saved this movie for me. I thought it was the last thirty minutes are just so like there's not a like that. It's incredible. The third act, I was all in just because it it was that fun camp horror that I've been wanting, and just you know it gives you that f- fake happy ending, and then it fulfills the title of the movie. She gets dragged literally to hell, and I just I love that kind of like. Because I was like, okay, well, the movie's not just going to end on this happy note. There's going to be something. I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it might be just like, oh, like there's going to be like a little, you know, thing. Like somebody's, there's going to be, like it's going to go to somebody else. And it's going to be like, okay, here we go. But just like bad things are happening. And usually I'm not like a fan of just like, oh, things are getting worse and worse. But like in this, it's like done in such kind of like a comical, over-the-top way where it is playing into that like horror element I, that I did enjoy like that last part where it was like, it's like, Oh yeah, she's dead. We defeated her. It's like, Oh no, she's just the, the demon just got her. And now we're kind of screwed. And like, I'm going to be your accomplice here in like condemning some poor soul. And you know, you, you on her side and you just feel for her, but you're still kind of like, yeah, that sucks. That just happened to you. But it was so cool that I kind of don't even care. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad you dug it. Cause like, I, I will say it's just typical Sam Raimi kind of like, fair i guess um 
I, I just dug the, the the whole movie. I think it's a, like one of the best scripts I, I've like seen. Just because like, just there isn't really anything like kind of missing. There, like everything just kind of fits in its manner. Like, yeah, you have to have the like, kind of the boring loan officer stuff. And again, this is this movie came out in two thousand nine, where I feel like the mid to late two thousands was this weird era of Hollywood being like, let's produce horror, but let's just be PG thirteen. Like, let's not get <laughs> R rated movies. I was just about to say, like, Skeleton Key is kind of like the Skeleton Key is kind of like a similar vein of of like of this. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Skeleton Key, uh-uh. but it's kind of like. Yeah, it's like just that similar vein of of it's it's not as good, but um of that twist. There's like that twist at the end, like you think it, there's hope, but then it's twist. But yeah, like a PG thirteen where it's it's like not completely dark, but it's kind of dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I and it's kind of refreshing. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I love gore. I'm a gore hound, but it was kind of refreshing to see a scary movie where like. Especially at the time, because I, I knew my friends were really, really big into horror, uh, you know, like high school friends and stuff. So we were like, let's watch every horror movie we can. And, what you know, we'd go see like the PG-13 ones where it was like The Grudge or something like that. And it was like always like Haunted or like Aliens. And, you know, the, it w- they, they always relied heavily on jump scares where this one kind of just didn't give a fuck about the jump scares. It's like you're going to deal with them. And you're gonna like mm-hmm. it, and you're gonna get grossed the fuck out. So, like, I love that Sam Raimi kind of took the advantage of, like, okay, I can't. I, I'm pretty sure, like, the studio was like, nothing gory, nothing Evil Dead Two, nothing Evil Dead One, can't go that route. And he's like, all right, well, let me make it fucking disgusting, or mm-hmm. it like pushes that PG thirteen rating where you're just like, it's not gore, it's fucking gross, but it's not gore. And I feel like out of the whole PG thirteen kind of horror era. It's definitely like top tier. Like it, it defeats all of them. It also in the horror comedy aspect as well. Because for me, I, I had a blast when I saw it in theaters. I was like scared out of my mind because the, the scene where she's at home alone, it's broad daylight, the shadows and everything's shaking, and like the 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 demon is just like that, 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 like hitting everything. I was like, oh my fucking god, this is so fun! Like it, it felt like I was at like a haunted uh like like Halloween haunt or something or like mm-hmm. Universal Studios. Halloween Horror Nights are just like, oh my god, like I'm scared, but this is so fun. And that's also disgusting, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I felt like that's what I really dug about the movie. Like it's a strong script and gross out. And and also it's very Army of Darkness with like like you guys said, like there's the anvil, and then she gets like fucking thrown through a closet. She gets hit, she gets thrown, like hits her countertop and then knocks herself out or something. Uh, at the like, beginning, the teeth. Her, she the, gets launched into the dashboard and then onto her teeth. Oh her my teeth god! Pop. Yeah, like like yeah. all that stuff is very Sam Raimi. Like, um, that's all the stuff through. that I loved. You know, like whenever mm-hmm. that would come up, I was like, okay, yes, give me more of this. And then when it's amped up so much at the end, then I was like, okay, this is what I this is what I came for. This is what I you know this is what I am watching this movie for. Is all that. Just like it's because it felt like Sam Raimi, he he didn't get to do any of that when he made his Spider-Man trilogy and he just made this directly after that. And he was like, okay, here we go. I've been waiting to do this for like a decade or whatever. It's back. We're doing it all now. He did kind of do it in Spider-Man 2. And uh, the it was a little bit like jump score with like the, the claws and stuff. The, the, the claws, like the scene where Doc Ogg is uh, in the hospital and the, the surgeons are trying to take off the, claw, uh, the, the, the tentacles. Mm-hmm. It's very Evil Dead where it's like, it's the perspective of the the claws and like they're going when it's first person and like they're like going all over the place and all that stuff like like that was very Sam Raimi but you could mm-hmm. tell he was like I can only do a little tip just a little tidbit <laughs> you know just a bit but he's like I got to get my my thing going and, and I love that in this one he got to do it a little bit as well. I wonder what is, what we're gonna see and um. Um, uh, multiverse, multiverse madness. Yeah. There that could be. I wouldn't be surprised if there was kind of like that weird gore, you know, especially mm-hmm. if they're going through. I mean, like the first Doctor Strange had that weird ass like scene with all the hands, the dimension with all the hands coming up. That that oh, felt that very Raimi ish, mm. like with hands kind of thing, yeah. you know. But yeah. Um, Easter egg for everybody out there listening. Uh, the Oldsmobile. 
uh, is in is in the movie, the Oldsmobile from Evil Dead. Um, nice. Ash's car, Ashley J. Williams' car, is in, is in the movie. It's the it's um the Gypsy's car, and oh. it also appears in the Spider Man movies as well. Uncle mm. Ben drives the car. Huh. Mm. So he that's kind of his little, uh, you know, how, like directors have their little flair kind of thing, like they hide something in the back, like. Hitchcock would cameo in all his movies. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi just puts his car <laughs> in the end <laughs> shots, which I was like, that's yeah. cool, man. It's really cool to see the, the old, like, it also makes it feel like maybe this movie kind of exists in the Evil Dead realm in a weird <laughs> way. It could. Yeah. It honestly could, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. There's one thing that I, um, she was an extra, and I thought, like, oh, is this, she's going to be, come out as a, as a, like, a supporting character and stuff, but Octavia Spencer is, like, one of the extras in, like, one of the bank, um, employees. I don't Octavia Spencer from, from The Help and a bunch of different, like, she's now, um, you know, she won really? an Oscar. Yeah, she's just randomly there. I'm like, oh, is she going to, like, have a, a cameo here and something. This was before like she got big because yeah, it's like twenty nine two thousand and nine. Mm. So yeah. Octavia Spencer, who oh actually let me look it up from, from the help. Uh, not not the main um maid from the help, but the other one, her friend. Uh, Ma that that speaking of oh, movies, Ma. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah there yeah. you go, Ma, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's cool. Where, what, what scene was she in? I, I didn't even. She, see I it. think it was the. It was either when the when the old woman gets kicked out, or it was the nosebleed scene. She's one of the bank um, employees. Oh. Okay, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of hard to pay attention to the extras because just the blood squirting out, and I was just like, "Yeah, ah, look at that!" Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of distracted yeah. a little bit yeah. in that scene. So one thing I wanted to bring up is when we kind of touched on it for a second was all the like stuff with like mouths and eating and stuff, because one of the few things I knew about this movie going in was that people think it's like a metaphor for eating disorders and like bulimia and stuff, because it has her being like, like she's because she was like when she was like um, she had was a lot heavier and like she lost all that weight. And it's like people like have all this stuff about throwing up and people are like and like all the trauma around like the the old lady is all about like, like eating and stuff like and her like eating her and then like her vomiting on her and stuff like that. So people think like this is kind of like a metaphor for like eating disorders, and mm-hmm. that was one of the few things I know. I don't know if you guys had ever heard that theory before. I've never heard that theory, but that's kind of cool though. I, I think that's kind of interesting. I kind of always liked like movies having like that double meaning. Where, mm-hmm. For me, this one it was just like I, I always thought of it as like wrong place, wrong time, mm-hmm. just kind of like. I get like I said earlier in the, the whole like thing about like the Mexican thing, spiritualism, where I was just like, don't mm-hmm. fuck around with things you're not supposed to spiritual wise. Yeah, I don't think the whole movie was about an eating disorder, but I think that that was the that might have been like the tactic that of of the um, demon for that reason. I would see that like especially like so you think like the demon was like she had an eating disorder and the demon was playing on that. I think she had a, she, she, yeah, like, essentially, she was scared of getting fat again. I don't know if she Mm -hmm. had bulimia or anything like that, but, like, especially at the beginning, you see her passing by, like, a bakery. Yeah, she looks at the food, like, she's, like, kind of stops and stares at the food, and... And then says no, yeah, kind of thing. So, I I could see that, that, essentially, like, the, the, the demon kind of used that as, like, in a twisted way, you know, forcing forcing all these different random things like into her mouth um if there was a disorder it would probably be um bulimia especially with the hand going inside her mouth Mm -hmm. i would see that but um yeah but but definitely like i now looking at that 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 could definitely be a reason why there was so much of it and why that was like the the go-to thing for the demon not for her because I noticed a lot of it because I knew that theory going in. So I like every time that would come up, I'm like, there it is again. No, yeah, it happened almost like at every interaction with her. Mm-hmm. You know? And like this is stuff about like the food, like the food turning into like having like the worms and stuff like that. And her like being like, oh, I can't eat this like food. And it's like cake and stuff like that. And just mm-hmm. all that stuff was just very, very interesting, I thought. Mm-hmm. That is pretty interesting. And, and, I, and I could totally see that. 
uh, being a thing because when I was uh, hilariously enough, when this movie came out, I was dieting really, really fucking hard. I was really overweight, and I'm back at it again. So don't worry about it. <laughs> That's how I look. <laughs> back then, anyways, and I was on a very, very strict like low carb diet. And oh man, I, 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 I've been in that position where you know you, you, you pass by like, like low carb diet for anybody knows. Essentially, just you can only eat like chicken, meat, fish, vegetables. That's it. No bread, no chips, no soda, nothing. Like just water, protein, and green. That's it. Um, and and it's fucking hard, man. It's rough. It's really tough. It's really like messes with your mental frame a lot. Like because you know you go out with friends and and yeah, at first it doesn't sound bad because you're like, oh, I can eat chicken and and vegetables. That's not bad. But you crave bread. Like for me, I craved bread. Like in the movie, she was <laughs> craving like sweets, which is a big thing. Everybody's like, oh, I want sweets. You know, they're just fucking loaded up with carbs, especially, you know, with uh, desserts and all that stuff. But for me, I was like, dude, I want bread. Like there was times where I would, um, you know, I, I would get pieces of bread. I would chew on them and then I'd spit them out because I just wanted that like, I just I just needed it real fast, like that quick, like mm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I could totally see that. I could totally see that kind of being a thing because I, I think the irony of it is that like you're trying to stay away from that. And then especially after I got off the diet, I started dating somebody and I kind of started getting a little loosened up because she's like, Come on, like let's go have dinner, let's not worry about a diet kind of thing. You still have that in the back of your mind. You still have that kind of sense of like Oh my god, look, there's this gorgeous, like, I love pumpkin spice. So it's like, look at this pumpkin spice cake. And I'm just like, I don't know, should I eat it though? Like, I don't know. And you're kind of thinking about it. And I think the biggest irony with this movie is that she's like staying away from food. She's like, I don't want to eat ice cream or I don't want to eat desserts or anything. And then it's just it's like everything just flies into her mouth, fucking maggots, like embalming fluid, mud. Just everything under the sun that's just fucking disgusting. And I feel like there's some kind of like funny irony in it where she's like trying to stay away from food and the nastiest shit that nobody would ever want to eat. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking diving right in. So I think that's, I think that's a, you know what? I, I, I like that theory. I'm not going to lie. I really dig it. I think that's pretty interesting, mm-hmm. especially from someone who I can, I can kind of relate to her being like, yeah, I lost a lot of weight. Now I'm back. I don't give a shit. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I get it, though, because, like, I definitely, you guys know that I lost a lot of weight the the past, like, year or two, you know, because then the big part of that was, like, staying away from sweets. So I get that where I'll, like, I'll see sweets and I'm like, oh, man, I just want to, I was like, oh, I just want to eat some a bunch of Oreos right now. But it's like, you know what? Everything in moderation. Mm. Very true. I, I, I really believe in that now. Like, I mean, especially that. For me, hilariously enough, I didn't care for treats. Like, I, I really wasn't, like, a treats kind of guy. For me, I was just like, mm. I love carbs, like pasta and bread. So that was the hard part for me. Like, because I love burgers. And I just love junk mm. food. And so for burgers, it's like, well, you can have a low carb burger. It's just lettuce and meat and cheese. And I'm like, but it's the bread, baby. It's the bread. <laughs> I need those carbs. <laughs> I hope nobody's ever had to deal with that. Like, that, that shit sucks. And whoever's like out there, I've had those like those burgers where it's just like lettuce on the um, the protein style or whatever they call it. I'm like, no, no, no. give me that bread. I get it. I get it, man. A plethora of like in and out, like like double doubles protein style, where I'm just like, this is good, but it's not the best. It's it's yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a tease. But anyway, sorry. We're yeah. (laughs) This movie has a lot of themes, a lot of like shit that's bringing up me. Yeah, no, I, like, oh yeah, I went through this. I got possessed. I had nightmares. I had this. I got a diet. <laughs> yeah, and I, diet I, I do think it's a good part. movie. I think it's a good movie, though. And I, I know I was like, you know, I don't want to come off like being like, you know, I'm like, oh, like this is like, like you know, not PC or whatever. Like whatever. Like it's 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 a it's a horror movie, and I get that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, d- definitely just go in it because it doesn't take itself seriously. So I don't think anybody should take the movie too seriously going with you know like this movie might offend some people for some reasons but like it is like a lot of fun Mm -hmm. yeah no i i i definitely recommend it i mean if you're definitely looking for a raving style of of horror movie this is you know him you know and um and yeah definitely that classic um 
B-level horror movie, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, I, I love what you, I love your guys' input, uh, especially the theories and like, kind of like what Ariel's saying, like, you know, just, you know, some people, races and stuff like that are like, you know, they have their things. And, and I don't think like in any way, like how you were saying, Derek, that we were being PC or anything. It just, I completely understand. And it's just how like, you know, we all look back at old movies and we just kind of go, hey, yeah, you know what, back then they were able <laughs> to do stuff like that, like. Wasn't there that like Disney movie where it was like a documentary where they essentially just killed a bunch of animals? Like it was, um, oh, um, shut down? Like, they like, jumped off. Like, like they didn't kill them, but there was essentially like they were doing a documentary. This is like the 60s or 70s or something. Well, lemmings the, 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 drop the off lemmings? clips. Yeah, they drop off clips. Are you talking about lemmings? Well, I, I don't know. I just, I just know that there's no, like, Milo uh, notices a movie. It's not a documentary. Yeah, but they did like, they did like, Kill some cats and stuff like that. Shooting that movie, oh. well, it's pretty fucked up. Like, in that part, you know, Twilight Zone, the movie. There's a whole fucking uh, scene where the helicopter kind of kills one of the stars and a couple of kids, which that's a whole other fucking thing. Go on YouTube and watch the documentary about that. But like Hollywood does, it is you know, when, whenever certain movies come out and they have those kind of like scenes or stereotypes or anything like that, it is of its time where you mm-hmm. have to realize like you're like. You know, I totally get your point of view, Derek, and I totally get Ariel's point of view. As I well. didn't have a point. Oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm Was it Ariel? You love Gone with the Wind? No, <laughs> I just I never watched Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. That's a racist movie, and it's boring. So I've never seen it, and I'm glad I've never seen it. it just sounds bad. yeah. But no, I've no, always no, no. been iffy about going on don't, Splash don't watch and be no, but I'm saying like that's the kind of person oh, yeah. I am. I've always been iffy about like like going on Splash Mountain and like I know this is like you know rabbits and stuff like that, but I also know where this comes yeah, no, from. It's good. That's so, why yeah. they're updating it though, so that's good. Yeah, it's I, not know. I know. Based on a racist cartoon anymore. Yeah. You know, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to say like. <laughs> no, no, no. I was trying to say I get everybody's thing, and I'm trying to be like yeah. you know, devil's advocate, pun intended, for everybody kind of thing. But um, no, no, I'm just saying like it's some things are just part of its time, and you know, I literally, I think I just said shifty, and I was that was the thing that I said, which still you, though, hey, careful with yeah. careful. No, it just uh, I've seen I've seen I've seen a a. a, a I've seen what are they Romani's um, do like shift a shifty thing and that the shifty thing is just getting into a a Disneyland um, you know uh, pool without being a guest there. That's the shiftiness that I'm yeah, talking it's, about. It's like, <laughs> a, like a magician, like like somebody who kind of um, who's really yes. Good, anybody like, could do like, be like doing shift, that, like a shifty magician. Where yeah, they, I don't they think know you know what they can point do. Out that, like, oh, they were this people. Were... Well, they, well, yeah. I mean, any anybody could do it. I guess it is part of. of uh, it was uh, in the moment. Yeah, it was a little bit of stereotyping of of them. I could see. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for this um this intervention of of my oh, no. just kind of <laughs> thinking as a I I stepped into a stereotype as as a as a eight-year-old kid you know seeing a seeing a you know some gypsy teenager <laughs> well, well i think it's because i think it's because of movies like this that those stereotypes perpetuate you know like and I, that's yeah. why i think i got it i had to point it out and kind of you know at least be aware of it you know like mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's like i kind of always think of it as like uh you know scream where at the end of the movie they're just like yeah you've seen too, way too many fucking horror movies and they're like movies don't make psycho killers Movies make psycho killers more creative. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Movies don't make people like bad or anything like that. It's just when when things like that get perpetrated, people think of shit like that. Where you just go, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's what you think because it was on screen and, and that's what they're perpetrating. But it's not I'm not saying the fact that like it makes people go out of their way to be like horrible people or anything or be racist or serial killers, anything like that. It's just part of its time like like yeah. like there's probably a movie that everybody loves like like what is it isn't it like the sound of music or something that's like super racist as well no it's a it's a gone with the wind 
Maybe some of the music, music is too, but yeah, like Isn't well, sound of music about like Nazis or some shit. Well, sound of music is about Nazis, which you should always be racist about uh, to Nazis, I guess <laughs> you can Nazis, say. Yeah, well, okay, well, then <laughs> then fuck Nazis. That, that, I've never seen it, so I wouldn't. I was like, I know there's Nazis in there or something like that. Yeah. Well, fuck Nazis, you know, be Indiana Jones, punch a Nazi if you ever see one, yes, kind of thing. But yeah, punch a racist, whatever, be like Indy. But what I think. I think yeah, I think that what the like uh, who's doing it right is like at the beginning, for example, of all the Warner Brothers movies, they're like having a little thing that says they have like somebody do kind of an introduction, be like, "Hey, this mm. is the these are what's portrayed in this movie." It's kind of portrays you know black slaves as being kind of like happy and obedient and all this stuff, and that's kind of not cool. And they have like a little intro. They're not like we're gonna erase this movie, which is what a lot of people will tell you. Oh, they're erasing, you know, Gone with the Wind. No, they're just being like, hey, this exists, and we should talk about it. And like we're gonna put the, like they'll have like a professor, like African American studies or something or whatever I pertain to at the beginning of the film. Um, unlike Disney, who is kind of like trying to just like erase a lot of their past and be like, don't worry, we're never actually racist. Um, I I don't really agree with that at all. In fact, um, so I think yeah that conversations like this and the ones that get played before Gone with the Wind and stuff like that are important to kind of just be like, yeah, like this is the way things are portrayed in media and we need to kind of discuss them sometimes, I think. And I wasn't planning to get all this deep into it at all, but <laughs> it just kind of happens. Sometimes. I wasn't planning on, on like getting <laughs> yeah. jumped on for saying no, like no, the no, woman no, was shifting. I'm not jumping on you at all, Mario. I'm not. I promise. I I, 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 I wasn't. I was just trying to... Like I said, I know you're... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to jump on you or anybody else. Like, I no, think, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, I was just said, it. she's a shifty gypsy woman. <laughs> That's what the movie portrayed. Yeah. I'm not saying it was right. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, I don't know. Anything else on the movie, guys? Anything deeper? Because we've, we've gone through, you know, eating disorders. Um, stereotypes, uh, not fucking with spiritual shit, gross out humor. Damn, so this movie is very underrated, apparently, because it, it yeah. sparked a lot of conversation. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty things. simple movie, but yeah, we got it. We got it. Like I said, the script is fucking amazing. It's That's a good script. A great you can script. tell they were everybody involved in this was having fun. And one of the reasons yeah. I think it does have kind of an underrated reputation is because. I remember when I saw the marketing for this movie, they did not play into like the comedy at all. It just looked like a bad horror movie. Like the trailers made it look just like a cheesy horror movie that didn't look good. Like I specifically remember watching there's a show I watched called PTI um, where it's like a sports show and then like one of the sponsors for the show was like Drag Me to Hell and like the it like the commercial for Drag Me to Hell came on and then like it came back on and the guy who was hosting PTI was just like, "Yeah, that looks good." Like really sarcastically because the trailer looked awful to be honest because it didn't have any of that like fun was that, that... Mm, it was that era of like bad 2000 trailers yeah yeah, yeah. and like and i think that you know they didn't think that comedy horror would sell they just wanted to sh sell it as just kind of like a a cheap scare type movie um so i think that it it doesn't really get the respect that it deserves as kind of this horror comedy classic mm-hmm mm -hmm. No, yeah, definitely. Like you guys hit the nail on the head. It's just, it was the two thousands. I feel like the two thousands just kind of was like, kind of just a fuck horror kind of in a way. Like their horror was kind of more of like this kind of like how can we market it and make money? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like after like the success of like Freddy versus Jason, but also because of Freddy versus Jason, they're like nobody wants to see slashers anymore. It was a cool crossover. They're like, now we got to do like ghost stories and, you know, adaptings from Japan and just kind of like, just, just make everything PG-13 so we can make as much profits as we can kind yeah. of thing. And, and there was like a handful of like horror films that came out at the time, you know, like Drag Me to Hell, you know, Devil's Rejects, um, uh, pretty much, you know, like I, th I like the grudge movies. I thought they were fine. Uh, but but you know what though the, the 2000s I still feel like it was a very much a decade where they were just trying to profit as much as they could on horror films. Like it wasn't until the late 2000s with uh, Paranormal Activity where like horror was kind of finally getting back into its kind of thing. Because like as much as people hate the series, 
um, it did kind of open up a lot of avenues where people were just respecting horror again, where they're just like, Paranormal Activity just blew the fucking roof off uh, the theaters and people were loving it, you know. But but sadly, yeah, the 2000s was like, what can we adapt? What can we remake? What can we make a sequel out of? Like, you know, Halloween Resurrection, um, you know, another fucking screen movie. Like all these things that they're like, what what can we do to just make movie, uh, make money? You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes. Like that that was the era of like, let's make remake everything. And that and might be why it, I didn't like sla- horror movies for so long. So long because I feel like the '90s were just kind of like not great slashers. Like you're getting into like the four, five, and sixes of a lot of slasher movies, and then the like 2000s are like what you're saying is just kind of all these like you know these real knockoff slash you know just cheap versions of movies that are popular in japan or sequels or whatever and i think that's why it took me a while to come around to horror films is because they were it wasn't a great era for them when i was kind of growing up so i'm oh, really yeah. glad we live in this era now with like the a24s and the you know the neon and all this stuff you know no yeah same here like i, I i'm loving it i'm so super happy about it like i love you know like even if nowadays like they're trying to remake some stuff but they're like they want to give them love like they're like we want to give appreciation just like you know the halloween 2018 and like you know Candyman just came out uh this weekend when, when we were recording this and it's getting like rave reviews and i really want to go watch it as well and then like i said earlier we have hereditary we have um hush we have uh, midsummer we have all these films where they're like people are talking about them people are loving them there's like a whole cult thing you know we have shutter on uh shutters like its whole whole like horror streaming service so yeah i really love that like this decade or the previous decade the 2010s just kind of started going hey man we get we got to give a little more love to horror again because like the the 90s had some good stuff but it was kind of just like you said it was just kind of following up whatever 80s slashers were coming out maybe just trying to make another sequel just trying to find its way you know, yeah, we had Scream, which was an absolute banger, the, the Scream, Scream trilogy, and, you know, uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and all these, like, horror movies that were kind of, like, changing the genre up. Cool, because I think those are good because they're commentaries on the horror movies of the time, you know? No, exactly. Like, And that's the beauty of those. But then at the 2000s, like, they just came to a point where they're like, well, they're remaking this, and, you know, let's let's remake this. Like, it's it's hilarious enough that, like, studios had the balls to be like let's remake dawn of the dead let's remake you know the ring let's remake this and and i'm like that's impressive but why didn't you not give a shit about it mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah but that's that's a whole other conversation for another day yeah because this movie is made with like love and you can care you can tell that they care about this movie where a lot of this movies in the genre at the time were just kind of made to make a cheap buck i feel like exactly mm-hmm. yeah any any Last words? Any any last stuff you guys want to say? I think I think yeah, I got it all. Um, I, you know, I think I I don't know if I could recommend this movie to everybody. Um, you know, it was like I said, parts of it were hard to watch for me. But if you do kind of like that zany Sam Raimi style, go for it. If not, maybe stay away from it. Yeah, definitely. I would need to recommend it and give it a try. And like, it's not as scary as you you think it is like i yeah. thought it was gonna have be, be more scarier but it was definitely for me like not it was good for me for not being like um uh you know a big horror buff and i get scared easily um so it was very, it was just right for me nice um i'm definitely gonna recommend it i think it's a lot of fun um i really dug it when it came out and then you know rewatching it again I, I had a great time with it um like like i said before great script i mean it is one of those like if you're like i want to watch something from the 2000s something a little like you know just funny like sam raimi you're like i you know, want to prepare for multiverse of madness kind of thing go give it a watch you know I'm, I'm a big um i love hell stories i love devil stories i love faustian stories so if you're like i just need a little bit of like hell in my life then go ahead and check it out yeah <laughs> and watch it you know i'd say stuff. we're in october right now when this is coming out um, so it's a watch it in October. I would say you, like this is a movie you should watch in October. I would recommend it to anybody to throw it on if you're doing some horror movie because it's it's not like Ariel said it's not too scary. 
Um, but it is something that like a horror fan can appreciate, but a non-horror fan will be too scared of. So it's a good Halloween watch, you know, for anybody. I will say yeah. definitely underrated horror spooky spooky time movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I'll put my stamp of approval on it. Certified boom <laughs> fucking uh, horror movie to watch during October. Yep. Yep. And now the plugs. All right, guys. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, um, so for me, I have a uh, podcast that I host um, called You've Never Seen? Question mark, exclamation mark, where I or my guests get introduced to a movie that we've never seen. Um, and we discuss it for the first time um, after they watch it for the first time. Yep. And, uh, you know, I got to mention uh, that I've been guessing on a few shows recently. Um, one I was on recently that I had a lot of fun with was called Movie Time Capsule, where I got to kind of pick out a lot of my, you know, what movie I would have was my movie that is like a movie that restores my faith in humanity or whatever. Um, so if you want to check those out, um, you know, there, we always put like links to those and stuff. Um, we've got some, by the time this one comes out, we'll have had our guests, uh, we'll have a couple of guests on the show. So I hope you guys check out their podcasts. Um, you know, every, whenever a Marvel thing comes out, we have another podcast called Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, but yeah, check us out on all that. Um, we have a discord. So if you guys want to talk to us, um, give us some suggestions. We're always looking for that. You can hit us up on Discord or on Instagram or Facebook or just email us at Undercast Company um, on any of those things. Undercast Company at gmail.com for our Gmail. And yeah, well, you know, uh, thank you everybody for listening. I We always appreciate it. You know, go on our Instagram or Twitter, uh, Facebook, anything. Just jump on there and talk to us. Discord. Love to hear from you guys. We've had some people talking on Discord. I unfortunately uh, just started a new job. So I wasn't able to like kind of talk to anybody converse a little bit but i love seeing you guys talking it's so great that it always kind of makes me really happy to see that so please keep at it man we love it when i hear more mm-hmm. of you guys i think someone on instagram uh please forgive me i, I will give you a shout out on the next one um or maybe before <laughs> this one comes <laughs> out give you a shout out we, we had a little conversation about this movie that he was talking about it was really pushing that was underrated and i can't remember it for the life the beast it was the beast the beast yeah, uh-huh. and thank you so much for shout out. I promise I will get it. I got logged out of it, and now I gotta get back into it and figure all that stuff out. Nick, it was Nick. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much, Nick. Really appreciate it. I was at work when I was talking to you, and I, I feel so bad that I wasn't able to talk a little bit more about it. I was really like interested in it. I was looking it up as well. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you so much. Like that's the stuff we love um hopefully after the whole instagram stuff gets fixed and everything we'll, we'll be able to like talk to you guys a little more but please jump into the discord the discord's a really great really really great avenue uh to talk to us we'll have it on our phone hopefully we're not gonna have any issues with it but yeah oh uh, excuse me we, we definitely love hearing from you guys like it's it's one of the biggest things especially for me like i i, I love it i love knowing that there's people out there listening and that there's people invested as much as we are to like film, which is, you know, one of our big things. And um, do you guys want to do, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to do it, but um, it'll probably even come out before this shows up, but maybe like a what if, Marvel's what if for Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones? Yeah, we're going to be doing um, a what if and Shang-Chi is going to probably be our next yeah. episode for for um, Infinity Stones and Dragon yeah, Bones. Yeah. Yeah, so, so if you're a time traveler and you went to the future and heard this <laughs> first, just a heads up, it will come out in the past. <laughs> and go ahead and listen to it when it comes out in the past. Because you already yeah, yeah. heard this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening again. Much love. Much appreciation, everybody. And we are the Undercast Company. See you in another life. Bye. Thanks for being amazing. Take it easy, everybody. Happy Halloween.